Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. On this week's Patriot Nation podcast, we are talking about Chris Sims and his ridiculous quarterback ranking. We are starting a, a new uh, kind of seg- weekly segment uh, that we're We'll be talking about and hopefully we don't blow it at the end with a three-minute drill but you never know we'll see what happens so that's uh up ahead buckle up and cue the music stack receivers two to the right russell wilson extends the hands he has it. wilson quick throw and it's Bags, we are back again, and uh, guess what? Tomorrow, or the day I should say, the day this comes out is another birthday episode. Obviously, not for you this time, but for me this time. Yes, it is the big three five. Oh, yeah, <laughs> big three five for Patty. So happy, happy, happy early birthday. I'm probably the first one, unless your kids did before you put them to bed. But I'm thanks, probably, brother. The they did not, to, they did not. I'm the first one then. I hope I beat your wife too. Look at that. <laughs> Say, appreciate it. Appreciate it, man. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's a little – I mean, look, it doesn't – you know, honestly, I got three kids. Like, I feel old anyways. It doesn't really the, – the number, the age is kind of irrelevant at this point. But 35 is still – you kind of get up there and you look back at life and you're like, oh, man, that's yeah, – I've been around for a while, man. 35 is – even like you think <laughs> like I'm halfway to this, right? And it's like I'm halfway to yep. 70. Like, that's, that's a big number, you know? So yeah. – uh, I'm not. I'm not. Not so young anymore. You know. I hear you, just, man. I feel the same way. I'm 22. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what's funny though is that in my head, I'm still 22. Like I feel like, and I don't know if that ever goes away, but in oh, my yeah. head, it's always like, you know, I always feel like I'm in my 20s, right? And then they like, then you stop, and you're like, no, yeah, I'm not. No, no, that's not true. But I wonder if that ever goes away. But that's just kind of how I think about myself. And then I like look in the mirror, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not. I'm not 22 anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, you hang out with. Or you hang out with me and my buddies, and you think, oh, or, I'm 22. Exactly, right. <laughs> exactly. So, so, anyways, let's let's get into this Chris Sims business, man. This guy is a clown. And look, clown. you know, I'll be honest with you. I don't even know what the list looks like because I have – I was going to say, I was going to tell you beforehand, before the show, I hope you have it off because I didn't even read it because I nope. don't even want to see it. 
Nope. I know we didn't want to give him a click. Didn't want to give him anything. Yeah. I just, uh, you know, and and look, he's he's turning himself into a pretzel trying to explain it with Tommy Curran, and Curran's just kind of walking him, you know. And I watched like 30 seconds of that clip. I literally do not want to give this guy anything. And I know, he, you know, here we are talking about him. But, you know, I, I just think it, clearly this guy has an agenda with the Patriots. It's This has been going on since 2014 where he's been saying how Brady, you know, isn't playing as well and, you know, isn't an elite quarterback anymore. And it's like, uh, you're an idiot, dude. You're the only person in the entire world that, that sees that. And, you know, you've, you've rattled the stats off before, Spags, about, you know, in his 20s and 30s and 40s and, you know, and how he looks and how he's playing. And right now he's playing just about as good a football a, as ever. And so it just – ranking him ninth is crazy. And I think he had Breeze like 10th too. And it's just like, what are you doing? Like I, I just – I don't understand that. Um, I, I have no idea where the hell he was going with it. Yeah, and, and to be honest, I'm actually probably going to tweet this out for a, for a guy who – Played 23 games and started 16 of them, went seven and nine, and had more interceptions substantially than touchdowns. For you to come out and say that about the greatest quarterback of all time, I'm sorry, you should be, you should lose your right to anything speaking sports. That's just straight moronic and, and honestly, it's disrespectful. I don't really like care about that stuff. Like after the late gate, I kind of just. I, you know the media is always out to get the Patriots, but when you single out a guy like that and just sounds so stupid, especially trying to back yourself up and you're just talking himself into circles, it's just like this guy's a clown. Just go away. Right. He's, like a, he's like a bad cold. Just like go away, Chris Sims. You're annoying. Yeah, it, it's ridiculous. And a and, uh, friend of the show, Ben Solak, I thought said it best and because uh, he said, you know, this list is, is garbage. And someone responded to him as like, well, he, you know, he's forgotten more about, you know, uh, playing quarterback in the NFL than you ever know, whatever. And he's like, yeah, but that doesn't matter because if some guy's bringing a terrible take, it doesn't matter who he is. That doesn't matter. Like, wh- why the hell does that matter at all? If I get some director, you know, some big shot movie director who's like, oh, my God, this new Hellboy that they came out with is like one of the best movies you'll ever watch your entire life. You need to see it. Well, that movie sucked, and everyone knows that it sucked. Everybody knows that it sucked. So if this guy's coming out and saying that, maybe you just shouldn't listen to him. It doesn't really matter what his qualifications are. If he's coming out with takes that are that bad, it makes no difference what his qualifications are. You just, maybe just we should stop listening to him. It, it, it's just like I, I – and who does he even work for? Is it, is it NFL Network? I, 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 think it's, I think it's ESPN. I think he's ESPN. So yeah, exactly. They 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 started Deflategate. We'll keep, that's another story for another time. But right. you know, I was gonna say if it's NFL Network, they usually got some pretty good guys in there. They got a good mix. They're pretty loyal. I actually really like that network. Um, yeah. Obviously, it's geared towards you know fans who know the game. Um, and if, if I was gonna be really upset if he if he actually worked for them because that was just ridiculous. And you can tell, like ESPN doesn't get the readers' content anymore. And I know I'm going on a tangent. It's all on the tv now they're just trying to do this stuff just to get clicks like it's just like you there's no way he actually believes that there's no way right yeah and no, i agree with you and that's that's really the big issue right is that it looks like by the way he works for nbc i think but either way it doesn't it doesn't really make a difference i mean it's just you're 100 percent correct when you say that like he just it's just clicks it's it's really just all it is is clicks and i you know i went through and i i did a top 10 quarterbacks list on my own i just said yeah just take a look at it and 
a lot of people disagreed on a lot of ones. And I actually had Aaron Rodgers seventh, which people were not pleased about. But like honestly, for me personally, Desha- I had Deshaun Watson sixth. I think he's a guy that a lot of people are sleeping on. But that's that's outside the, that's outside the realm of what we're talking about here. But I had Brady number two, and I don't think I, I, Mahomes number one. Fine, like I'm okay with Mahomes at number one. And really, then it's like Luck and Wilson and Breeze. And if you want to include Rogers, fine. But like, you can't possibly put Brady anywhere lower than third. It's just, you can't make an argument for three quarterbacks in the NFL better than him. Maybe two. If you want, if you're one of those people that wants to say Rogers has all the tools and he's got this and he's got that, if you want to say that, I disagree with you. I think you're wrong. But I can at least see where you're coming from. So maybe you have Brady third, but like to have him anywhere below three, you're just, you're not watching the game of football. It's, it's ridiculous, Pat. And like, you know, the, the, the Mahomes one is, I, I do think he is the best quarterback in the league. Like his talent is just straight up off the charts. His, he's got a cannon for arm. He puts the ball wherever he wants and he's just much younger. But Tom Brady, if he's not top three on your list, like, okay, you might, like, at his age, you can use a little bit of arguments to make him not even number two, which I think is stupid. But, okay, I, I won't even give you, like, I won't argue there too much. But, like, to put him wherever he did, nine or ten, wherever the hell he did, is just, it's just disgusting. Disgusting. Agreed. Agreed. So, anyway, so that's, look, I mean, there's going to be a time in, in the, in the uh, not-so-distant future where the Patriots probably don't have uh, a top five quarterback in, in the NFL. And at that point, you know, we'll lament it. And then we can probably argue where you're putting our quarterback, whether it's, you know, 10 or 12 or 15 or whatever. And we can argue the, you know, the merits of whoever the quarterback is that's taking over, you know, whether it's a guy on the roster right now or it's a guy they end up drafting, you know, who knows. But right now, when you have Tom Brady, who unequivocally, I mean, like it's not even close, right? The guy wins MVP two years ago. Throws for 500 yards in the Super Bowl, wins another Super Bowl this year, has played in three straight Super Bowls, threw for 500 yards in back to back Super Bowls. It's it just, I mean, I'm sorry, threw for 400 oh, plus 400 plus yards in back to back Super Bowls. It just, it just doesn't, it's just ridiculous to think anything other than he's a top three quarterback. It's just, there's, there's no argument there. So, uh, so Chris Sims is a moron and we know more than him. And hey, whatever, dude, we know more than, than a, uh, than an NFL quarterback or a former NFL quarterback. Uh, so I'll I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it too. Then. <laughs> so, um, all right. So let's go, we're going to go into a new segment here, and this uh, we're just we're just straight ripping it off. Uh, but I did get uh, the okay from the guys over at Bleeding Green Nation. Uh, you know, Bleeding Green Nation. There, I know it's in the Eagles. It's the it's the SB Nation Eagles uh, site. They are some great guys over there. Um, ben Solak, who we've had on the show. Uh, Mark Schofield hosts a podcast over there uh, with Michael Keist as well, and Keist hosts hosts the show with uh, with Solak as well. They're awesome guys. They are consistently at the top of the leaderboard when we're talking about downloads for podcasts in the SB Nation network. Um, they are just they're fantastic. They do a great job over there, and they have a segment called uh, Eyes on the Enemy. And basically, what they're doing is they're taking a look at the uh, the teams that the Eagles obviously are playing this upcoming year. And I said, Oh, that's such a cool idea. I said, well, let's do that for the Patriots. So we're doing that for the Patriots. And we're starting with the Pittsburgh Steelers 
who the Patriots will be raising the banner against. And look, well, I think we talked about this when the schedule first came out. I hated the fact they were playing the Steelers week one because I feel like it's just old. It's played out. But then I remembered that they're Sixburg, that they always talk about how they have six rings and nobody else has six rings. And the Patriots are raising banner number six in their eyeball. It's going to be awesome. It is. And I I picked up on that kind of right away. I was like, oh, yeah. I think someone had tweeted it before they released the schedule. Like, wouldn't it be awesome if they raised the banner right in Pittsburgh's face? Mm -hmm. You know, because after all the crap they talked, after they beat us, what, like week 15 or something? Like, and they ended up not even making the playoffs. (laughs) Just turned into an absolute clown show. And now to drop a six banner and tie their franchise or whatever, that's even, that's just, you know, putting a cherry on top of this rivalry that Tom Brady owns. Yeah, it's going to be pretty sweet. It's going to be pretty sweet, that's for sure. So, um, But let's get into the team in general. Now, obviously, there were issues last year. You know, everyone knows Le'Veon Bell sat out the whole year. Antonio Brown forced his way out. Bell leaves in free agency, signs a massive contract uh, with the Jets. Brown forces a trade. They get, like, nothing back, like a third and a fifth round back from Oakland, uh, soon to be Las Vegas. He signs a massive contract over there. And so, you know, they lose arguably, you know, the two best players at their position in the league. And again, you know, I mean, there's certainly some arguments to be had about that, but, you know, you can argue at least that they're, that they're the best two in their their position in the league. And offensively, at least, I'm not too worried about them. I mean, you replace Bell with James Conner, who had a fantastic year last year, and Jalen Samuels, who when Connor went down was a good player. And so, you know, it's, it almost helped the Steelers. And I know they didn't make the playoffs last year, but losing bell last year probably made them so much more ready and confident in James Connor, seeing him run all year long. And he was great. And so, you know, it's kind of like, all right, now we know what we have. And it's similar to what the Patriots, and we've talked about this about Isaiah Wynn, how, you know, they lost their starting left tackle. Now, Wynn is the guy that they're going to put in at left tackle, but they don't really know how he's going to be yet, right? You gave Connor a full year of, you know, live bullets, and he was a good player. And so it's like, okay, now we got, you know, we got a running back that we're not we're not worried about, and you get Samuels who, um, who ran well when he was needed. And so, you know, they, they're set at running back. Wide receiver, you got Juju. I think the real question for them is, you know, Who's their backup? That's really the question. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Um, you know, could it be Moncrief? They picked up from Jacksonville. They got Eli Rogers, James Washington. They traded for Ryan Switzer. They drafted uh, Deontay Johnson. So they have some guys. You just they don't have a proven number two receiver, which is what they're missing. But Juju is a beast, and I think can take over that Antonio Brown role. It's just really a question of who else is going to step up. Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly think I, I had a buddy I was talking to that's that's a diehard Steelers fan, and I kind of came to peace with it, and he kind of convinced me that they'll actually be a better team without Bell and Brown. And at first, when, you, when people say that, you're like, that's not possible. But if you think about it, they lost the Divas, you know, and, and Bell, yeah. uh, let's see how good he really is, because that line, it's proven to be a little bit of a system running back. All those guys named, you named run well. I mean, do you draft that well at running back? I don't know, possibly, but when it's that for that long, you're going to look at that offensive line, you know, and they're still there. James Conner was a beast last year. You know, he's going to carry the ball 30 times a year, 30 times a game. 
Um, and then, like you said, Juju's a beast. I thought he was always a big game receiver. He wears his heart on his sleeve. Uh, that's a guy that I would love on the Patriots. Obviously, that'll probably never happen, but he's got that type of mindset. Right. I mean, can their defense hold up? Who knows? But, uh, yeah, I think they'll be interesting to see. I think they'll be a lot better than people think. Right. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. Now, the defense, I think, is the strength of this team. They have invested a first-round pick in the defense every year since 2015. They drafted Bud Dupree in 15, Artie Burns in 16, TJ Watt in 17, Terrell Edmonds in 18, and they traded up to get Devin Bush this year. They are stacked on defense. Then you throw in Cameron Hayward on there, Stephen Tuitt. They have they uh, Joe Hayden, who they have on that team as well. They have some really, really good players in this defense. Watt is a guy especially that's been you know an absolute force for them in the two years that he's been in the league. And Bush is a guy who, inside linebacker, but he's got that side-to-side speed. I loved him coming out of the draft this year. So their linebackers are kind of back to where they were back when they were like the Steelers that everyone remembered with, you know, Harrison and Farrier and all those guys that were nasty. And, you know, that's what they're trying to build again here with Bush and TJ Watt Bud Dupree. And, you know, that's it's a tough team, man. And so, you know, I think in the secondary last year was rough. I know they have Joe Hayden and they have Artie Burns. I said they, you know, invested a first-round pick, but really they don't – they didn't play well last year. So, you know, now Edmonds is a rookie last year, so maybe, you know, he'll have a little bit more success this year. But, like, that's, that's I think, is a team that – you know, is, is a spot where you can kind of go at them a little bit. They did pick up Steven Nelson, the kid that played uh, in Kansas city, um, the corner that played in Kansas city. Now Kansas city, of course, didn't have a great secondary either. So, you know, who knows how much of an impact he'll have, but if you got the guys like Burns and Watt and possibly even Bush and Hayward that are coming after the quarterback, that's where you can kind of say, all right, maybe our secondary isn't great, but we're going to generate the pass rush to force some bad throws or force some early throws um, that could really create some problems. Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, like you said, uh, the first-round picks, I didn't even really notice that. And when you think back, I mean, Artie Barron's first-round pick, Devin Bush is a beast. I mean, I think he's going to be a great player for them. Um, But, I mean, they always pride themselves on defense. But, I mean, what do they do? They never make changes. They always play zone. I mean, I guess this year they kind of switched more man and the Patriots struggled. But in the past, they just continuously played zone versus Tom Brady and beat him. They He shredded. I just had a tongue twister there. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it's true. I mean, the Patriots don't typically have a diff- have difficulty with them, but – that's one of those things where if they can somehow figure that out, they just have some talented players there. Uh, and maybe that's nothing to be concerned about, but, you know, um, but we'll see. Uh, one spot I just wanted to highlight, too, is Chris Boswell. Their kicker was brutal last year, 13 out of 20 last year. They did oh. bring in a kid, um, Matthew He's still there, White. right, Boswell? He is still there, uh, un- amazingly. Uh, they brought in a kid, Matthew that. Wright, as a free agent. So he's a um, you know kind of an undrafted kid from Central Florida, I believe. So um, you know, so they have a guy that you know can challenge him. But if Boss was the kicker again, I mean, like it's just it's not great. It was put that way. It's not great. So um, you know, overall, it's a team that the Patriots 
typically don't have issues with. Now, they obviously they lost to them last year in the regular season. Um, you know, kind of a, a of a fluky game. Uh, when the, I shouldn't say fluky game. They played pretty well, and they just made a ton of uncharacteristic mistakes, which is not like the Patriots at all. Typically, that's what the Patriots do to other teams is make them look silly and make them make bad mistakes. And the Patriots are the ones that made the mistakes last year. And so I don't expect that happening again this year. Um, I suppose you never know. But, you know, um, but I think I, – I, let's put it this way. I don't think we're going to have a repeat of – uh, the last time they dropped a banner, which is when they got curb stomped by the uh, by the by the uh, Chiefs that year. So I don't think that's going to happen again. But you know, it should be an interesting matchup, and it's always a good matchup when you have you know the Patriots and the Steelers uh, going head to head. Absolutely, I'm looking forward to it, and you will be there drop, watching them. What's up now? Your sixth time. Uh, this is a banner drop. I have been there for every banner drop. Yes, and I will tell you. The first part – now, they've had a few good – I mean, I've – my end zone, so I sit in the end zone, north end zone where the Patriots come out, um, and the first year was the best one. But I've had Destiny's Child in my end zone. I've had Elton John in my end zone. I've had – I think Green Day was in my end zone. So, like, it's been pretty cool to see, like, the acts that have been there and, that like, right behind me, which is pretty dope. Um, but the first year – I'll never forget the first year they had um, – they had Kraft come out and he's given the speech or whatever. And they shut off all the lights and they had laser show going. And he's like, we, we have the best fans in the world and this and that. And you guys have been waiting 40 some odd years for this and 42 years for this. And you know, and it's finally here and, and it's like all, still like totally dark except for the, except for the, um, you know, for the lasers and stuff. And they dropped the banner on the, uh, on the thing and they got the lights around it, this fireworks going off. And it was just, it was insane. And so they've had some and, pretty good ones. Remind, since. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but that was the first game in Gillette too, right? That was the first game in Gillette stadium. Yep. Yeah. So, well, right. I mean, you know, regular season game. Yeah. So it was awesome. It was, you know, new stadium and new everything. And everyone's like, everyone's going crazy. And, uh, it was it was so much fun. That was the Raiders. Matter of fact, that was Randy Moss and the Oakland Raiders um, against against the Patriots that night. So uh, it was, um, yeah, man, it was it was fun. Oh, was that the? No, geez, that's wrong. Moss and the Raiders was uh, was oh five. I think they opened against Moss and the Raiders. I think that was. I thought that I'm pretty sure that was a Raiders game too. I'm pretty sure that was a Raiders game too. But Moss was not on the team then. They, they I think they played them again in 05. But um, two years ago, it wasn't very good. It wasn't a very good uh, – I mean, I know what it sounds like. It sounds so weak to say that. It sounds so ridiculous to say, well, the celebration we had for the, for the fifth Super Bowl uh, banner wasn't great. You know? But I have a feeling that they're going to go uh, a little over the top on this one, I hope. Uh, so it should, be, it should be a lot of fun. And it's the first year, actually, in a while. As a matter of fact, the Patriots started it. Well, they started with the Patriots, I think, in like 03 or 04, where they did the Thursday night game as the first game of the year, and that was a Super Bowl winner. But this year, because of the 100th anniversary, I think it's the Bears and it's the Bears and Lions or Bears and Packers. I think it's the Packers, Bears and Packers, Packers playing. Packers. Yeah, so, Packers. It's, um, so that's the Thursday night game, and the Patriots are playing Sunday night instead. Um which is which, whatever. It doesn't really matter. It's actually better for me because I don't have to worry about waking up early. Uh, 
well, I guess I get to wake up any matter, but you know what? You know what I'm saying? It's it's a uh, it's nice. I get the day off on Sunday. Yeah, kinda, yeah. So you can you know. tailgate and everything. Yeah, you get the whole act. I exactly. think that's better, anyways. Yeah, yep. So it should be fun. It should be a good time. And again, that's the uh, that's the first that's the first installment of the Eyes and the Enemy. And look, we will we'll be doing that uh, as we go through. Sometimes, on some teams, we'll be spending more time than others. Steelers we see every year. So it's not like, you know, this isn't we all we know what to expect from the Steelers. We've seen them all the time. There's some new faces over there, but for the most part, you know, they're one of our biggest rivals. Everyone knows what what the Steelers look like and, and what they're gonna be. I think I think they have a good chance of winning of winning the division this year. I know they lost the division last year to Baltimore. I, and we'll talk about Baltimore later on in the offseason, but man, Baltimore, I just don't see how that is possibly sustainable with that quarterback there in Baltimore. I just, I just don't see it. Um, and so you know, they have good defense and everything, but like, I just, I can't imagine that they're going to have the level of success they had last year. Um, and the Browns is another interesting one that we'll talk about, but I don't know. They might be a year away. Isn't it? Like, I always feel like you get that hype about that one team and then they're always like a year away seven from where nine. they are. Seven yeah. Nine. Seven, nine, eight, and eight. That's what I was thinking somewhere around there, you know, for those guys and, and then in two years, maybe not this year, but next year, you know, 2020 season, then that's when I think they can really push for, you know, the the divisional crown and maybe even get to the AFC championship game or something like that, you know, win a playoff game or two. Um, but I just think I think it's early this year. So, but I mean, you never know. We've certainly been wrong before. So, uh, so you never know. So anyways, that's, uh, like I said, our first installment. That'll be the first game against against Pittsburgh on Sunday night. Um, and again, obviously they open at home, dropping the banner, everything like that. So, uh, so we're going to get into, uh, the last segment of the show, which is the three minute drill. So here we go. And now for something a little different. Check, check, check. Three minute drill, three minute drill, said. This week's three minute drill will be on the Red Sox bullpen. Uh, Pat, 16 blown <laughs> saves. They're nine games out. Um, you probably spend maybe, I, I don't really know the, like the uh, luxury tax and all that crap, but you know they could have made ways to sign somebody better than this platoon closer they have going out there. I mean, I, I've lost interest in the Red Sox, and it's crazy because everyone thinks they're playing so, so bad, so, so bad. It's their freaking bullpen that's so bad. If they win half of those games, even if you blow eight saves, that's still you, uh you probably need a closer, Dombrowski. Eight games. Even if you blow eight games, you're a freaking game out. You're a game out of right. first. It's insane. I'm gonna lose my mind. Like I don't understand what like what are they doing? What like how can you not see this? I mean it's it's unbelievable. And the, and the Mets the Mets just blew another save and so I'm like, Oh my god, they have twenty blown saves. That's embarrassing. The Mets are terrible. And uh, I was actually out to dinner with my parents, and my dad was like, uh, yeah, but what about the Red Sox? And I'm like, Jesus, right? They have 16 blown saves. I mean, they're on pace for 32 blown saves this year. I, I mean, I think their previous high for the last, like, three or four years, I think, was 20. And they have 16 already. So it's like to have something like that, I mean, it's just, look, and Barnes, he just can't do it. He can't do it. He can't, he do, he can't pitch that much. And Cora just keeps throwing him out there. He's got no one else to throw out there. So I get it. But, like, we got to bring another guy in. And I know the trade deadline is coming around. Look, the question the question is going to be, 
what do they do with the deadline? I think that's going to be very indicative of where they think this team can go. If they think this team can't go anywhere, well, then they're probably not going to trade for a closer. And, you know, I heard a few guys on, on Sports Up talking about how they should be sellers of the deadline, which I thought was a little crazy until you start to think about it. I mean, if Mookie bets, if you're not going to be able to sign him to a long-term deal, I don't know. Like, you know, and I think that's nuts to even think about trading Mookie bets at this moment. But, like, if you think that last year was a little bit of a flash in the pan, similar to when Farrell came in and kind of everyone had everything rolling in, in 2013, I don't know. Did they become sellers of the deadline? Do we give up on the on you know on what the team has right now? I don't think I wouldn't go that far. But man, if they don't love what they're what's going on here and they think they're too far out, they may not even trade for a closer and say screw it. We're just we're just we're just be out this year. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's like. They, they should be a contender every year with that payroll and that lineup. I mean, I know right. I said all off season, it's very hard to win a world series with back to back, like the same team back to back years. Look what happened to the Red Sox in 13. The giants would always try and do it and they'd always fail. It's really hard just because it's so, it's so many guys who put so much baseball, but I mean, if you look around, yeah, Mookie's not hitting, JD's not really hitting. Oh, there it goes. But you're right. And you know what, Spags, one thing I'll hit on what, what you said is perfectly is that, if they don't trade for a closer, because Dombrowski is still the one to blame. Because at the end of the day, even if you only blow eight saves instead of 16, like you said, you're still only a game out. And that's where it comes into play, where if you say, if I'm if we're two or three games out at the deadline, okay, now we make a move because we feel like we, we have a team. But if you're 12 games out at the deadline, well, that's a different story. And so that's, you know, and so that all could be changed. It all could have changed just simply based on the 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 uh the play of the bullpen and the closer. So Yeah, I think the Indians I think it's out of reach right now, to be honest, with the way the Indians yeah. are playing. They're not even fully healthy. I know. So you know, uh, we'll see. All this shit for, yeah, we'll see. Give us something hopefully they'll give us something to, to actually pay attention to in the summer months until till football is back in mid July. So but you know it's always it's always football season here on the Patriot Nation podcast, though. So we're always talking. We're always talking football. Can't even, wait, even baby. If there isn't football. Can't wait. I right. can't wait. It's like, se- it's like it's not many. It's not many days left. I think it's seven. Someone said seventy days. Ten weeks. Unreal. Nothing to do. Oh. I can do ten weeks. Oh yeah. You know? Nice weather. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, all right. Before we leave, I just have a, a quick announcement to make all of you listeners out there. I started a new podcast. Uh, another podcast. A second podcast. Uh, with a friend of mine, with a friend of mine, Jeff Soseski, and it is called The Armchair Superheroes. And as you can probably tell, it is about uh, superhero movies. And it's fun, man. We're starting off by ranking uh, the MCU movies from 22 to 1. Pretty soon it's going to be 23 because uh, uh, Spider-Man comes out next week. And uh, it's just it's just, it's a lot of fun. And so we just started it right now. It's on Spreaker, so it's not on iTunes. Uh, but we're hoping that it will be on iTunes by next week. Uh, but if you go into, into Spreaker and type in armchair superheroes, you'll hear us. And we have quite possibly the best intro song I've ever heard in my entire life. And so it's worth it just for the intro song. It's uh, it's pretty awesome. So um, so I'd appreciate it if you could head over there. If you're, you know, if you're a fan of superhero movies, it's uh, it's really fun. It's a, it's a lot of fun. So. I'm happy for you. I'm a, I'll, I'll tune in. I'm not a big movie guy, superhero guy, but. Uh, more so when I was little, haven't haven't watched him as a blade, but hey, 
it. Whatever, whatever keeps you moving, and uh, you always have a passion for that. You're always uh, throwing around lines from those or talking oh, yeah. about them. So yeah, you got a lot. You got a lot. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun, and you know, it, when you get you get so far into it, right? I mean, it's 22 movies in. Like I said, 23 movies in. It's like we've devoted so much time to watching them. It's like, and when we talk about them all the time, anyways, and it's like, hey, let's just so this would be cool, you know. And so it's always. I feel like it's something where, just like the Patriots, where it's like, you know, we watch it and talk about it so much that it's like now we can share it with other people and stuff. So, uh, so it's cool. So, anyways, so that's that. So, like I said, if you're a uh, if you're a superhero movie guy, uh, you know, check it out or gal, you know, uh, check it out. It'd be a lot. It's uh, it should be lots of fun. So, uh, uh, that does it for today. Uh, for today's episode, thanks for tuning in again. Um, we'll be back next week with another show. Uh, we did say we had a draft coming things. Some things fell through last minute, uh, with the guests we had lined up for this week. So we're going to have that draft for you. It's going to happen, uh, in the next few weeks. And so, um, you know, so stay tuned. Um, there's some more stuff, fun stuff to come. And again, you know, the, the, uh, pretty soon it's going to be like fantasy football time. Like, you know, and then we're going to be talking about the, uh, talking about the uh, training camp and everything. So it's right around the corner, man. It's not that far away. Uh, but you know, got about a month or so until, until Patriots training camp starts. So, uh, should be fun. Yeah, it should be. Well, I can't wait for fantasy football. I can't wait for football season. Uh, enjoy the summer and, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have a show next week. Hopefully, uh, a week, crazy a week from today's 4th of July, that summer yep. almost halfway over. Crap. I know. Uh, it's so funny. I mean, my wife's grandfather used to always say that the 4th of July is the end of summer. And it's like, wait, what do you mean? Summer just started. But then it's like it, July and August go so fast. And by mid-August, it's like summer's already over by mid-August, you know. And so, uh, yeah, it's just one of those things, man, you know. So, but, uh, but hey, we'll enjoy it as, we, as much as we can, you know. Absolutely. So, all right. All right, boys and girls, we will uh, we'll talk to you next week. Have a great week, guys. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, Just go to cars.com. It's magical.